0: Welcome to the Out of the Closet Podcast. That's right. We are a fun, gay, and informative lifestyle show hosted by me, improv, and sketch comedian, Andrew petkey And I'm broadcasting literally out of my husband and I's closet. No, literally. I'm between our clothes right now. From laughs to interviews to games with special guests to gay news to community to all things LGBTQAI+ gay friendly to highlighting special organizations doing amazing things in their areas to information and opinions. This show is full of amazing information, big laughs and fabulous guests. So thank you so much for joining us. You can always follow any of our social media channels on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram. Just look for Podcast OOTC. That's Podcast OOTC. The OOTC is for Out of the Closet. Um, So you can find uh, us on there. And if you want to look inside the closet, you can always see what I'm wearing. You can see uh different things going on and you can see all the craziness that is the closet that I'm broadcasting from. That's right. We are a vodcast, baby. You can watch us online. It's really easy to do. Just go over to YouTube and search for Out of the Closet Podcast with Andrew Petkey. That's All P-E-T-K-E. All right. On today's show, it's all about pets. And do you have what it takes to be a gay parent? Are you the perfect candidate for a foster dog, cat, or maybe even an exotic pet? Well, on the show today, I'm going to introduce you to Jay Leahy with Dallas Pets Alive. She's an expert in all things pet fostering, and we're going to tell you all the amazing benefits of fostering a pet, how to get involved with foster or rescue groups, and prove to the world that you can actually handle some responsibility and show unconditional love to a friend for life. Plus, we're going to discuss the queen of all drag queens, the media mogul that is full of glam, camp, and cinched in all of the right places, the mother of all drag queens, RUPAUL. That's right, we'll talk about her upbringing, her rise to stardom, and how she became a living icon, and of course, RuPaul's Drag Race in all the different countries that have their own versions of the show. And we'll highlight the Center for Black Equity, an amazing organization that fights for economic, social and health equi- equity for our Black LGBTQAI community. And we'll wrap the show with another gay history lesson. That's right, this week we are gonna be talking about gay innovators and inventors that changed her story. Yes, that's right. This is a special gay history lesson where we'll highlight the gay brainiacs that contributed to our big gay world of science. So keep listening here or watching. We're gonna have a fabulous, fun ass time on this podcast. In fact, I hope you get really involved, okay? Uh, If you have ideas for the show, if there's anything you'd like to hear, you can shoot me an email anytime, okay? It's andrew at outoftheclosetpodcast.com or you can hit me up on any of our social media channels by searching for podcast OOTC. All right guys, today on the show, I'm literally wagging my tail with excitement and about to take 20 high energy laps around the backyard because my guest joining me on the show today is a person that could change your life. And tell you how you can finally get a companion that will love you unconditionally no matter what. Yes, today we are talking about fur babies, pets, dogs, cats, birds, iguanas. If you have a heart and a room to give, pet fostering may be perfect for you and you as a hashtag gay parent. All right, joining me on the show today is an amazing friend of mine. Yes, a bona fide expert in all things pet fostering. Welcome to the show. Jay LaHue! Hey, (laughs) me! Yes, hey, Jay. Jay is a foster mom and has fostered tons of pets and works with Dallas Pets Alive, an organization that promotes and provides the resources, education, and programs needed to eliminate the killing of companion animals in North Texas. Jay is on the show today to tell you about how you can become a gay parent to a fur baby and start the process to become a foster parent plus all the benefits to you just for bringing a cute cuddly little cuties into your cuddly little home. Oh my gosh, I love pets so much. I can't wait to get started. Welcome to the Out of the Closet Podcast for the very first time ever, Jay LaHue. Hello. Hello. Thank you so much
1: for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh
0: my gosh, I'm so excited that you are here. You are an amazing friend of mine, so thank you for being here. But more than that, you are an incredible foster mom, two amazing pets. You uh, work with Dallas Pets Alive. And I kind of want to get everybody excited about fostering their own pets. So can you tell me a little bit about your history, how you got into fostering, and then we can find out more information on how to adopt.
1: It was completely by accident. (laughs) My husband (laughs) was taking a walk one day and he met up with one of our neighbors that was walking a little black dog. And, uh, he talked to her and she said, yes, I'm fostering this little dog and I'm looking for a good home for her. And my husband's dog had just passed away, Dottie. And, um, so mm-hmm. we, we were still dating. We just moved in together. We weren't even married yet. So I say my husband, but we were boyfriend, girlfriend at the time, and, um, so anyway, he buka, told buka, me, bow, bow. <laughs> he told me <laughs> we should go and uh, talk to her, talk to Eileen and meet this little dog. She's adorable. And I said, okay. And so I went and knocked on her door. She said, let me go get her because she's kind of skittish around new people. And when she opened Ooh. the door, she literally just like jumped in my arms and we were.
0: And it was love at first sight.
1: It was. And she was just this little nondescript black dog, um, about 12 pounds and six years old. And she was going to be euthanized at the shelter because she had been there so long. Nobody was adopting her. She was just scared and huddled in the That's corner. Horrible. And so we actually just adopted her at, you know, as a foster. And then I decided after we had her, I just fell in love with her. I was like, we need to do what she's doing. We need to be getting animals out we need to be saving lives and so i googled how do i rescue animals and i just wanted to know how to get started and dallas pets alive came up and i contacted them and reached out and they were a newer rescue organization Uh, leslie sands is the executive director and um, she had just put it together and at the time they just had a uh, dog fostering program. They didn't even have a cat fostering program, transport program, nothing. And, uh, this was about seven years ago and a little over seven years. It's ago, pretty
0: incredible.
1: Yeah. It yeah was, I was going to
0: say, it's pretty incredible in the seven years, how, how big the organization has grown and, but they still need help.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, it's like the bigger we get, the more help we need. And, um, because the homeless animal situation just keeps increasing. And, um, I took on my first foster, which was a little three and a half pound half starved Chihuahua that I just didn't even know what I was going to do. He had a little hunchback and he a little apple head and driving home. I'm like, I don't even know (laughs) what I'm going to do with you. And, you know, and then my husband's best friend's mom wound up adopting him. And then it just went from there. And I went from being a foster and. Well, I still am a foster, but now I'm actually on the leadership team at Dallas Pets Love as the uh, rescue assistant director. So, and I mean, it's just, it's, it's everything to me. It's everything.
0: And for you guys that don't know Jay, Jay is an incredible human, uh, very, um, I would just say empathetic, uh, as uh, to humans, but the way you are around pets and, and, and dogs and cats, uh, it's just beautiful to see. I really appreciate it. And it's great to know that these uh, pets. These animals have someone fighting in their corner, like you. And um, I know it's not easy to be a foster parent because you have to bring these animals in, and you have to give them a lot of time and attention um, and money. So you. So. So to date, do you know how many animals you've fostered or helped foster?
1: Oh goodness. Um, we have a foster wall that has canvas pictures of almost all of them. Um, but I would probably say between temp fosters and the ones that we, what we call foster fail because we fostered them and then we adopted them because <laughs> we couldn't yeah. let them um, I would say probably a couple dozen at least, maybe, maybe I would say between 25 and 30. Um, wow. it, because I have taken on um, hospice cases where when we brought them in, we, we knew we weren't going to have them long. Um, mm-hmm. I've taken on cases where I was, They were going to go on transport because now we uh, partner with other rescues up north where the homeless pet population is not such a huge issue. And so we they're basically like pre-adopted before they ever get there. And we pull from the shelters down here. We get them all uh, well if they have any medical problems. We get them all fixed up, healthy, ready to go. And then we have very generous donors that either have planes or buses or vans that we we get them up north uh, to places like New York or Colorado or Oregon. And they're just, they're adopted like that. And so, you know, we will hold on to them for, you know, two, three months, just getting them ready to go and things like that, so.
0: Well, I think that's amazing. And I know, you know, there's a lot of people that want to just get a puppy brand new, but there are so many benefits to fostering, you know, a senior dog. Uh, a dog that might have some sort of handicap or handicapable, <laughs> you know, whatever it may be. Uh, but uh, listen, I know we gotta go to a one minute break. Real quick, we'll be right back with Jay Lehu, and we're gonna talk more about pet fostering. Are you a great pet foster parent possibly? You may be, and you'll find out more right after this break, we'll be back in just one minute with Jay LeHue, woo! <laughs> Hi, I'm Ty Burgess, founder and CEO of OneCBD, and I'm here to talk to you about bringing some balance back into your life, because everyone knows we can all use a little balance right now, and we have a special offer for out-of-the-closet listeners today. To learn more, visit us at OneCBD.com, that's O-N-E-C-B-D.com, and use discount code OUT for 50% off your first order. I'm so confident that you'll love adding OneCBD to your routine, that if you aren't completely satisfied, we'll refund your entire order. No questions asked. OneCBD.com, take our free quiz to see which product is right for you. That's O-N-E-C-B-D.com. Hey, it's Andrew. Do you have a business or a service that you would like to advertise on the Out of the Closet podcast? Well, if you do, I'd love for you to become a sponsor of the show. We can get your business in front of our amazing LGBTQAI plus and ally listeners who can't wait to hear all about your company. Plus, it's really super affordable. Right now, you can be included on four podcasts for just $250. Want to get started? Email me at andrew at outoftheclosetpodcast.com. Thank you all right welcome back with me i have jay leahue with dallas pets alive she is talking about pet fostering today so if you have been thinking about bringing a little cuddly wuddly little animal into your home you can be the perfect foster parent and we're going to tell you how so jay tell us how uh who first of all who is fit to be a foster and what are our steps to prepare us to be a foster gay parent
1: Let's see um, if you love animals and you can provide them with shelter as far as a roof over their head Mm -hmm. and you can provide them with food and water and absolute unconditional love, unconditional love, Mm -hmm. then uh, you're probably fit to be Uh, a father. Sign me up. (laughs) Um, you don't want to be a foster just to be able to say you rescued an animal. I mean, a lot of, so many people have a really good heart and they want to do this, but they work 18 hours a day away from the house and the animal is alone. So you have, you have to make sure that you're going to have time to devote to that animal. Uh, You know, you have to... Take the time to walk the dog. Spend time with the dog or cat, you know, should you decide to do that. But dogs especially are a little bit more maintenance than cats. Um, But, uh, you know, you don't want to keep a dog in the kennel all day long and then come home, let it out and go to bed. So um, what's really neat about our particular rescue group is that as we've grown, we have uh, partnered with a lot of different um, companies that, have donated food and crates and leashes and collars and medications and heartworm preventative just so that new fosters, if they're worried about, oh my gosh, I have to like go into the pet store if I foster my first animal and I have to buy all this stuff to get ready. No, right. you don't. The unexpected need vet you.
0: bill cost.
1: Exactly, I mean, we can, we can help you with all that. Also, um, with the majority of rescues when you're fostering an animal, the vet bills are covered, like no matter what, you do not have to pay out of pocket for a vet bill. That is, that is covered because it, they are 501, uh, three C organizations. They're nonprofits. And so that those vet bills are covered. You don't pay out of pocket and then you're reimbursed. They are literally just covered.
0: That, that, that in itself is, um, an, an, The reason why I think a lot of people don't get into pet ownership or pet fostering is because they're worried about the unexpected costs that come with the unexpected vet bills, especially if there is a handicapped pet or a pet that needs special needs, but a lot of the fostering groups and the rescue groups help cover those costs.
1: And what's great is usually before we even pull an animal from the shelter we get those medical records. They, a vet has seen them. So we kind of know what we're working with before we get them, whether they have heartworms and they're going to need heartworm treatment. If they have been hit by a car and they, they're going to need surgery or an amputation, Mm -hmm. or if it's just an upper respiratory infection, or if they're just fine, you know we, we, we know that in advance, most fosters are not going to, you know, pick a dog to foster. And then all of a sudden we show up at their door and say, by the way, did we not tell you that um, this dog is blind and deaf and needs surgery and blah, 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 you know, so, and you won't. Yeah,
0: you're not, yeah, you're going to know going, yeah, you're going to know going into it. And a lot of foster programs are going to make sure that you bond well with the animal before, you ever take it into custody, I guess, uh, or under con- care because they want to make sure that you, you know, can play well with the animal. Right. I mean, that's a part of the fostering yeah, it's process. Not
1: even really so much of bonding, but you want to make sure that you know as much about the dog as possible. Um, like if you are not comfortable being around large dogs to begin with, you're probably not going to want to foster, go and say, I'll take that hundred pound um, Great Dane over there. You know, you're probably not going to want right. to do that. They're not going to encourage you to do that. They're going to find out, you know, do you live in an apartment or a house? Okay, well, if you live in an apartment, then you probably don't want a one-year-old um, Labrador Retriever that's going to be doing zoomies right. in the living room, you know? So we kind of, <laughs> we get your information and we we help you find a suitable um, animal in the shelter that is going to be comfortable for your lifestyle and is not going to add stress to, you know, to your life. And that will make your transition into fostering easy.
0: And that's what I was going to say. I mean, people don't have to just, they can adopt puppies. I mean, that is a, you you are foster puppies. You can, you can foster puppies. You can foster old age dogs. You can foster pretty much any age group, uh, with any kind of health issues or, or non-health issues i guess right
1: we have litters of puppies right now spring is puppy and kitten season Mm -hmm. and these shelters are like overrun with people good samaritans bringing in abandoned litters of puppies and kittens or pregnant dogs and cats come in and they have the babies and once they're weaned but they're not big enough for adoption we have fosters that are like give me those eight puppies. I'll take them in and you know, and then right. get them ready until they're big enough to be spayed and neutered and they, they adopt them out. So yeah, you can foster puppies, And then also they're singlets too. I mean, you don't have to take in a litter, but yeah, you can absolutely. And then we have seniors. Um, I fostered and then foster failed a senior dog that was um, taken to the shelter and the owner requested euthanasia because she was too old. Um we had Nika yeah. she was she was 14 years old and she was an amazing amazing dog and I and she was wonderful and we had her for a year and a half before she passed away and we just we treated yeah. her like a queen
0: we all want to be treated like queens that's for sure <laughs> and yeah. so you know it's it's important that we you know we provide a great space for these foster pets at our own house just and we have 30 seconds before we have to go to another short 1 minute break but in 30 seconds can you tell me um, what are some quick steps to prep your home for a new posture or foster pet?
1: What you want to do is make sure that, um, if you're going to bring in a young dog or a dog period, you want to make sure that you have things that are on your floor that you don't want chewed up just in case up and in cabinets, things like that. Uh, you want to make sure that, um, you have any uh, plants or toxic chemicals that might be laying around, you know, like just bottles of things. Mm-hmm. You know, just make sure you, you basically like you would baby proof it if you had like a young right. nephew coming over. You want to do the same thing because dogs and puppies are curious and so are cats. And so that's that's what you want to do. You want to baby proof your house and, um, you know, and, and then- maybe ca-
0: and just keep them on the, uh, on the non-carpeted areas <laughs> until you yeah. get to know their, if they're potty trained or, or how they do in the house or
1: get puppy yeah. pads. Yeah. Until you get them into a routine of taking them out because house training a dog is not as hard as people say it is. It's really quite easy.
0: Well, I, I hear you say that we still have issues with our old ass English bulldogs, but well, that's, that's a, that's for a different show. Anyway. Hey, I know we have to go to a quick one minute break, but we'll be right back with Jay LeHue of Dallas Pets Alive. And we're gonna talk more about pet fostering. We're gonna talk about other rescue groups. We're gonna talk about exotic animal fostering, uh, all of Jay's current pets, and then a way to get in contact with Jay when we come back uh, with Jay LeHue with Dallas Pets Alive on the Out of the Closet Podcast. Woo! Hey there. I'm Maylynn Luke, owner of rustingplantface.com. I create hand-poured and hand-painted concrete planters and unique home goods in a variety of styles, colors, and also do custom orders. Just visit rustingplantface.com and use code OOTC to get free shipping on your order. Visit me on Instagram at rustingplantface for plant tips and tricks. Plant parents and aspiring plant parents are welcome. Hello to all my Out of the Closet Podcast family. I don't want to beg and I don't want to come off as needy, but the Out of the Closet Podcast only exists because of listeners like you, and I really need your support. Any financial support you can do would be amazing and greatly appreciated, whether it's $5, an ongoing monthly contribution, or if you just want to hand over your total inheritance and put me in the will, that's fine too. Anyway, it's really easy to do. Just go to outoftheclosetpodcast.com and click the support tab. Thank you so much for supporting the Out of the Closet Podcast all right welcome back we have jay LeHue with us with dallas pets alive and we're talking about pet fostering and how you can become a gay great parent to a potential pet all right so when we left on the last break we were talking about fostering all the details of that we're going to get into rescue groups here in a second exotic animal fostering and all your pets and a way for everybody to get in contact with you but could you tell me a little bit about fostering uh, we've already we've already heard about the do's and don'ts and all that is there any other you know tips or tricks that we need to know
1: um basically i will tell you that fostering will bring you some of the greatest joy you've ever had in your life and some of the greatest heartbreak you've ever had in your life but you know what that's okay because i would not trade it for the world every time i have fostered a dog whether it's been just a, a dog that we pulled from the shelter that was, you know, no health problems, no nothing, or like Bricky, the tripod that we named after Briquel Bro, the Paralympic swimmer. Um, you know, <laughs> each, each one had such a, a, an incredible story. Each one was such an individual. And when they got adopted out and we would take them to their new home, I would have to have Mike drive, Mike, my husband, um, because on the way back, I would just weep, unconsolably just, just cry because I felt like a part of me was being ripped out. But what's so amazing is that as hard as I loved each and every, and still do love each and every one of them, we get to Mm -hmm. pick the adopters because the adopters apply. We interview them, um, as, as the foster parents, we interview them and we make sure that they are I going see. to the right home. And when I find the right ones, they're the ones that say, can I keep in touch with you? Can I send you pictures? You know, Can I call you if I have a question or whatever? And I'm like, yes. And every Yeah, because they're,
0: they're engaged. Friend,
1: yeah, they are. They, they, they want to make sure that I know what's going on. And if anybody mm. would know about an issue, Or how to solve an issue, it would be me because I had them for so long, or you know whatever. And each and every one of my adopted fosters, all of those parents keep in touch with me. I just got a picture the other day from one of my babies that was adopted five years ago. Said, "Hey, just wanted to say hi. Here's Chessa," and and I was just like, (laughs) I mean, I just was, (laughs) but it's so So great. It's such a great feeling that. I saved a life. I put a family together, you know, it, and, and it's just, it's such a great feeling and I, I can't explain it. It's, it's love.
0: It's love. Yeah. I want to, I want to talk about, I want to talk about your best, um, success story as far as fostering. I know you, I know it's hard to give the dogs to a, to an eventual home, but fostering, wh- where's your best success story where you had a foster and then you gave it away and you just saw so much happy emotion from the, the adoptive family.
1: Um, wow. There's, there's probably like three or four. Um, as far as, you know, we had Marge who we rescued from a fight ring who we didn't even know what color she was because she had no hair. She had chunks of skin missing.
0: Oh um, God.
1: there was Bricky, the puppy that was hit by a car and had to have her leg amputated. And then she wound up being a therapy dog for children in hospitals that have oh implications <laughs> yeah i know and then but i think <laughs> as far as success overall there was a boxer at the dallas shelter and she had heartworms and mm. um at the time we were really into the walking dead and we named her michonne because she was a warrior and we knew it. <laughs> and um and oh. so we got her through heartworm treatment And for some reason, she wasn't getting any adoption applications. And and I was like, why does nobody want this boxer? She's amazing. And we got an application, but it wasn't the right fit. I just, there wasn't a connection there. Right. And I told my husband, I said, we're going to adopt this girl. And I said, because what I want to see is somebody who sees Michonne and just falls in love, like immediately. I got an application, and on paper, it was like, okay, yeah, but I was like, she's never had a dog before. Um, oh. She showed up at the door. Michonne ran down the stairs to meet her. She opened mm. up the door, and she to her knees michonne started licking her face and she goes i can't live without this dog i love her so much i mean those were the first words out of mouth. they're rolling around like at, at the base of our stairs i said there she is there she is oh
0: my god and you knew you and knew right then and there
1: yeah that was uh, i want to say like five or six years ago her name was veronica the girl who adopted her mm-hmm we just attended veronica's wedding a couple of months ago
0: she like we
1: we she became one of our very best family friends veronica also became a foster with dallas pets alive and has been fostering deaf dogs blind dogs michonne sadly did pass away a year ago um she wound she developed a tumor um but she had this experimental surgery in new york and was on you know they did interviews in New York, you know, because the surgeon that did her surgery was world renowned. I mean, it was just this crazy thing that, that wound up getting so much exposure for him and for the rescue. And it was able to, it enabled Veronica to meet her boyfriend that she eventually married. It like so many things happened because she walked in the door. And so that, and that's, that's what I say. Success on every level.
0: Yeah, that's what I was saying. I mean, fostering a pet could literally change your life.
1: Yes. And,
0: uh, you know, like we have two English Bulldogs here and I call them I call them rescue lights because they were uh, from a rescue group or well, really from families that couldn't take care of them any longer. And so I kind of want to talk about that. You know, there's a lot of rescue groups out there. So can you tell me about rescue groups um, and, you know, uh, some of the things you should look for in a trustworthy rescue group?
1: A Trustworthy Rescue Group, you want to make sure that they are um, a nonprofit, that they are a uh, 5013C, that they have transparency on their page as far as they will list what their, the money that comes in and how it goes out, that, you know, there is no mystery as far as, you know, who the donors are, who their supporters are, that you are easily able to get in touch with them things like that. And that if you are able to email them for information that you will get a response back quickly.
0: And I'll say uh, before the segment is over, we'll give you Jay's contact information. So Jay has invited you all to give her a call or contact her. If you have any questions regarding any rescue groups, any fostering groups, she's with Dallas Pets Alive, which is in the North Texas area, but she can help uh, recommend rescue groups and fostering. Uh, organizations all over the country so we'll give you that information here in a second and there's also if somebody and i know this doesn't happen all the time but if somebody wanted something exotic or wild or something like that what are there are there are opportunities i guess to uh foster an exotic pet
1: yes and i wanted to build on that before i answered that if there are people that talk about purebreds and actually like specific types of dogs or cats There are rescues that cater to specific breeds too. There are bulldog rescues. There are shih tzu rescues. There are cat rescues. So if you don't want a, you know, a, a shelter dog that you're not real sure of, you don't have a lot of knowledge of the breed and you just have your heart set on a specific type of dog, you can find a rescue that rescues those type of animals. Trust me. And and right, I can no, help I, you find one in your area. You just reach out to me. I, I've worked with so many different rescues. It's amazing. And right. I've gotten to know them all over the country. And so, yeah, I can definitely help you find a reputable one in your area. For exotic rescues, um, I actually adopted my bearded dragon from the shelter. That was a fluke. <laughs> Uh, grandmother came in, said her kids, grandkids didn't have time for them, and then uh. there was this great big fight among the staff over who was going to adopt them. I won, woo woo, <laughs> and um, but that doesn't happen very often. But there are rescues out there that do cater to, you know, like bearded dragons or you know, just um, because you don't want to buy them in the pet store, you just don't. You don't want to buy animals from the pet store, so you can also find those type of rescues as well. But please be knowledgeable before you just up and. Um, you know, foster or adopt an exotic animal. If right. Check on the laws in your city and county, and make sure you're allowed to have them. Make sure you know how to feed them and take care of them, because they are much more high maintenance than even a dog or a cat. So.
0: And the better informed you are as a foster parent or potential adoptive parent, you know, the better you are going to be. So these rescue groups don't mind if you contact them, asking them questions that are have a well informed foster. Or rescue uh, than, than not. So uh, real quick, I want to talk about your current crew that you uh, have at your house right now, because I know I know you've got quite a few uh, legs in one house, right?
1: Yes, um, we have our. We still have our first uh, adopted uh, little girl, Molly, that I told you about, the little black dog that jumped in my arms seven mm-hmm. years ago. Um, and uh, I'm I have a picture here of Molly, and she's the little black one that always wears dresses. And Lexi is the big white one, we adopted her as a puppy. She was born in the shelter, and Michael calls her Boo Boo, which I I don't know why Uh her name is Lexi, but anyway, (laughs) (laughs) and um. The middle-sized one is Ripley. She is a pocket boxer and she showed up at the Mesquite shelter one day when I was working and everybody assumed she had an owner because she's just fantastically adorable and beautiful. And she was clean. And there was a, we put a straight hold on her, you know, because we figured the owner would be walking in the door going, where's my dog? Oh my gosh. You know? Yeah. And, but I put an adoption hold on her. Cause I said, if nobody claims her, she's mine. And, um, nobody claimed her and five days later she came home with me she tried to kill all the other dogs that were here literally and um but she just needed to find her way and I think she was angry that we weren't her family at that time you know what I'm saying she needed time to decompress and de-stress and figure out why she was in this different place and now oh my god she just she
0: she fits right in
1: she's the baby baby
0: She's the baby. Yeah. So I love, I love that. And and by the way, I was going to tell everybody, if you're listening to this podcast and you want to see all of Jay's pets, uh, we've been putting photos up, uh, which you can see on the vodcast, which is available on YouTube. Just search for out of the closet podcast with me, your host, Andrew Petkey. And you can find uh, and see all the photos of Jay's crew, all those beautiful pups oh my gosh well I know you have a huge house full
1: just got adopted I'm so sorry I interrupted you my foster just got adopted um Dexter the little chewini um yes rescue only at the Irving shelter because everybody thought he was a demon and I brought him (laughs) and then so here's a picture of him being a demon um yeah it's absolutely crazy and um yeah because he's so cute and then he's like ah but um he just he was scared He was scared. And, uh, I brought him home and I had him two weeks and then boom. Yeah. And so the greatest family got him and they have another dog and oh, those two dogs are inseparable.
0: I'm so excited to hear that you had another success story and got another dog into an adoptive home. Uh, I know these dogs light up your life and you light up my life. And so (laughs) thank you so much for, (laughs) yeah, no, honestly, thank you for all your hard work that you do, uh, you are an angel for these dogs. And I really do appreciate it. And I also thank you for coming on the show and showing everybody that it's not that difficult to become a foster. You can give a little and and get a lot in return for that. So um, before you go real quick, if you could, please let everyone know how they can get in contact with you and how they can uh, get involved uh, either with Dallas Pets Alive um, or an organization near them.
1: If you are in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, um, or even the surrounding uh, Metroplex, you can go to www.dallaspetsalive, that pets is plural, alive.org. And um, there's a whole menu of ways to get involved. And even because of the pandemic, you, you don't have to foster. We have so many virtual roles available. Um, right, You can help out with, you can volunteer and never have to leave your house. Um, if you want to get a hold of me, my address, I think Andrew's going to put up on the screen, but is J E Y yep. C at Dallas Pets Alive.org. And he'll uh, put my cell phone number up there as well. And the best way is just to text me um, because my phone rings all, all right, the time. All right. And
0: you can don't, don't text her nudes.
1: Yeah, please don't. Please yeah, don't.
0: don't. Don't text <laughs> her nudes. Just text her if you want to get in contact with her about any fostering. And I want to say a big hats off to your husband, Mike. For, I mean, it takes a lot to be a foster parent, but it's also, it also takes a lot to be a supportive, uh, you know, partner in that role as well, because uh, it, it does take a lot of responsibility to take care of all these amazing pets. And uh, so it's J.C. at Dallas Pets Alive. That's J-E-Y-C at org. if you want to get in touch with Jay. Or you can call her on her cell phone. I'll put that number on the screen on the podcast. or you can log on to Out of the outoftheclosetpodcast.com and look for the show recap for today. And I will put her phone number there so you can get in touch with Jay. All right. Now, Jay, before you leave, I wanted to see, could you play a real quick game with me?
1: Um, Will I win money?
0: Uh, There's absolutely zero uh, prize, except you get to still continue to be my friend.
1: Oh, okay. Yay. Okay. All
0: right. Actually, let me tell you the rules of the game. This game, because you're um, a foster parent to pets, this game is going to be called To Poop or To Scoop. Okay? Oh so, my
1: God. Okay. <laughs>
0: yeah, to poop or to scoop, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna hold up some photos of some people, places, and or things, and you have to tell me whether you would poop, meaning you don't like, don't like it or you get rid of it, or you would scoop it, meaning you love it so much and you need it. Um, there's zero skill needed for this game, but because of that, for every guess you get right, you'll only get half a point. And for every guess you get wrong, you'll get a tooth extracted with rusty pliers, okay?
1: oh wow yay
0: okay (laughs) sounds like a great game all right honestly the points don't matter i just wanted to create a game called to poop or scoop okay
1: would you like to say poop
0: yeah and scoop i like poop and scoop um and a loop all right that's stupid all right but ultimately the points don't mean anything in this dumb dorky game but we're gonna go ahead and give it our all nonetheless are you ready to play to poop or to scoop yes all right so this is your first image, and you can go over to outoftheclosetpodcast.com and watch this on the podcast. But what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna describe the images I hold it up for our listeners at home, and then you tell me whether you'd poop or scoop. All right, so our first one is animal, animal crackers. We're looking for those little animal cracker cookies, the Barnum's animal crackers. They come in different shapes. Scoop, scoop, Would scoop. You, scoop, oh, that means she loves them. She's gonna scoop up those animal crackers. Do you bite off the heads?
1: Yes, okay, and the so, tails. Yes and then I eat
0: the milk. Okay, so even though you're uh, a foster parent, you're all about uh, biting off the heads of those animal cookies. Yes. All right, (laughs) to poop or scoop, if you found money on the ground, poop or scoop? That
1: doesn't look like
0: money.
1: This is a quarter. Warm eggs. These are (laughs) quarters
0: in dirt. These are quarters in the dirt on the image. Yeah, it does look like eggs. Scoop, scoop, scoop. All right, Scoop, now what would be, okay, if you see a quarter on the ground, would you bend over and pick it up?
1: A quarter? Well, is there a hot guy behind me? Because then yes, I oh, would hello. pick it
0: up. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, our next one is, to poop or scoop, raisins. Oh,
1: scoop, 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 I love raisins.
0: Oh, would you do two scoops? Yes. All right, good, that played into that joke well. All right, poop or scoop? Shirtless, Bradley Cooper. Oh, my God, so many scoops. <laughs> She's scooping for days. Oh, my God. All right, poop or scoop? Fake dog poop.
1: No, go back to Bradley. The, the, I'm going poop to that. poop that.
0: Poop that. Okay, you're going to poop the fake dog poop. All right, how yes. about this? How about How about a whole bunch of shirtless firemen? Poop scoop, or scoop? Scoop, scoop? scoop,
1: scoop, scoop. Scoop, 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 scoop.
0: All right, scoop, scoop on that one. All right, that's pretty good. All right, how about... Um, all right, you've seen this at amusement parks. This is when a parent <laughs> carries a child on a leash because they don't want to lose them. So, are you okay with children on leashes?
1: No, only Pooh husbands. Only husbands. Ooh. All right, so oh. so poop that. Only husbands. All right, on poop
0: on that one. Well, that might actually lead into our next one because this is BDSM leashes for <laughs> adults. Hey. Poop or scoop?
1: Did Michael let you take that picture? Did he
0: give you? Yeah, actually, <laughs> uh, he would. He actually would not let me borrow his. He would. He said, it was, he said he's got a lot of attachment to it, Coop, so scoop, there's no way. Scoop, All scoop. right, pooper scoop. Trump twenty twenty four. Pooper scoop.
1: Can I say the S word?
0: You can. I- <laughs> yeah, you can.
1: Yeah, you can. I shit that shit. That shit. Yeah, that- I-,
0: I would. I would take a. I would take a dump on that Trump. All right, and our final question of this game, called "To Poop or to Scoop," is men in really short shorts.
1: <laughs> well, it de- well, I'm looking there now. Well, yeah.
0: Again, I had to borrow the fo- I had to borrow the photo from Mike to get these <laughs> <laughs> your husband.
1: It depends. Are they going to be dancing like you?
0: It's gonna be. It's gonna basically look like church bells. <laughs> That's how short they are.
1: <laughs> let's, let's poop and scoop, because if they're going to the club and they're going to be drinking, then I would scoop. But if they're just going to be, like, walking around, then no. I can't.
0: I All right. Well, thank you for playing that stupid <laughs> game called To Poop or Scoop with Jay Lehew of Dallas Pets Alive. I want to thank uh, you again for coming on this show. I, we had a, I had an amazing time. I know we got to just talk a little bit about pet fostering, but like I said, everybody can get in contact with you if they have any more questions. Thank you again to this podcast, official pet fostering expert, one of the funniest ladies I know, and my forever friend, Jay. Lay I wanna and,
1: foster you. I wanna uh, foster Andrew.
0: I don't think my papers will come through, but anyway, we'll see how okay. that goes. All right. Hey, if you have any questions about fostering, pet fostering in general, even the rescue dr- groups, you can reach out to Jay. At J, that's J-E-Y, C, the letter C, at Alive.org. That's J, C, at Um, And get in contact with her there. I'll post her cell phone number and information on our website, at closetpodcast.com. For all the information on Dallas Pets Alive and all the amazing work they do in the North Texas area, you can visit org and get a recap of today's segment, like I said. Uh, and I'll post all of the links to different uh, fostering programs and rescue programs all across the nation. So you can log on there and find that out. That's out outoftheclosetpodcast.com. Well, thank you so much, Jay. Thank
1: you. I had so much fun.
0: I had an amazing time. Have a great rest of the week, and give all of your cute little babies kisses from their gay uncle Andrew. Oh,
1: and they said to tell you that to work on your potty training. And oh, uh, I
0: I, I need to put down more pee pads.
1: You
0: can do it. Uh, you know what? This is just a dog just trying to get a bone. Okay. All right. Thank you. Bye. You better work. That's right. It's time to tell you all about the drag queen that everyone knows and loves creator and host of the famous RuPaul's Drag Race, a successful music career, countless TV shows, movies, and special appearances. And of course, we're all talking about the mother of drag, the queen of all queens, RuPaul. Born as RuPaul Andre Charles in 1970, RuPaul is the world-renowned international drag queen, actor, model, Singer, songwriter, producer, and television personality and host. And since 2009, he has produced and hosted the reality competition series that we all know and love RuPaul's Drag Race, for which he has received eight primetime Emmy Awards and has drag race series now internationally in multiple countries. You guys have probably seen it. They have Holland, they have uh, Germany, I think, is coming out, UK. Uh, and of course here in the States, and there's even bigger things planned. Uh, in 2017, he was included in the annual Time 100 list of the most influential people in the world. And in 2019, Fortune noted RuPaul as easily the world's most famous drag queen. But before the lace front wigs, padding and lifting other drag queens to start him on her coattails, RuPaul was born and raised in San Diego. Her parents were originally from Louisiana And actually RuPaul was named by his mother. Ru uh, is a name that came from um, Ru, R-O-U-X, which is a term uh, for the base of Gumbo. Now, when his parents divorced in 1967, he and his three sisters lived with his mother, and then they later moved to Atlanta uh, where he studied performing arts. Now, of course, you guys all know RuPaul is gay. He has actually been with his husband, uh, George Labar, since 1994, when they met at the iconic an infamous limelight nightclub in New York city. And then they married in January of 2017. And actually we'll talk about the limelight nightclub on the next episode of uh, Out of the Closet podcast. So you'll definitely want to tune in for that. All right, now the crazy thing, uh, well, maybe it's not that crazy. If you're open-minded, they do have an open marriage. RuPaul stating that he would not want to quote unquote put restraints on the person he loves the most. So uh, they have an open relationship um, and his husband actually manages uh, a huge ranch and is a painter as well. Now, RuPaul's first prominent national exposure came in 1989, dancing as an extra in the video for Love Shack by the B-52s. Did you know that? Tim Roof, Rusty. Anyway, uh, he settled in New York where he became a popular fixture on the nightclub scene. RuPaul achieved international fame as a drag queen with the release of his debut single, Supermodel, You Better Work, which was included on his debut Uh, debut studio album, Supermodel of the World, released in 1993. So look how far he's come. Then in 1994, RuPaul became a spokesperson for MAC Cosmetics, raising money for the MAC AIDS Fund and becoming the first drag queen to ever land a major cosmetics campaign. Later that same year, he received his own talk show on VH1, The RuPaul Show, which he hosted for over 100 episodes while co-hosting the morning radio show on WKTU with Michelle Visage, you know, his right-hand girl that's always on the drag uh, race panel with him. And, uh, and they also have a podcast, but we'll get into that in a second. He has continued success as a recording artist, uh, releasing 14 studio albums to date as of last year, uh, including Foxy Lady of 1996, Ho 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 of 1997, Champion of 29, or t- 2009, Glamazon of 2011, and Born Naked, of 2014 and you know he's constantly putting out new music as an actor rupaul has made appearances in films including crooklyn the brady bunch movie Two Wong food thanks for everything julie newmar but i'm a cheerleader hurricane bianca the comedy central series broad city and uh the netflix original programming girl boss grace and frankie and aj and the queen if you've seen that as well in between beating his face and putting on wigs he has also published three books Um, The first book is called Letting It All Hang Out in 1995, Uh, and the second book is called Working It, RuPaul's Guide to Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit of Style in 2010, and then Goo Ru in 2018. I love when RuPaul does the uh, puns off of her name. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race has produced highly rated seasons in the United States and international seasons in other countries like we talked about earlier, and the word is on the street that there's even more international formats of the show in production right now as we speak. Uh, this has also inspired several other spinoff series, including RuPaul's Drag You. did y'all watch that? I used to love that show. Uh, RuPaul's Drag Race All-Stars, which you know focuses on the all-stars of the Drag Race show, and RuPaul's Secret Celebrity Drag Race, which I also loved. He's also featured as a host on series such as Skin Wars, Good Work, and uh, the Gay for Play game show starring himself, RuPaul. But it hasn't always been hits. Yeah, actually in 2019, his daytime talk show RuPaul premiered and was canceled uh, after a very short three week test run. In fall of 2013, RuPaul joined forces with cosmetic manufacturers Color Revolution to launch his debut makeup line featuring ultra rich pigment, cosmetics, and a beauty collection. And it was released alongside um, a unisex perfume called Glamazon. Uh, RuPaul actually started smoking marijuana at age 10 if you can believe that and of course he was always in nightclubs at an early age but since 1999 rupaul has said he has been completely sober from alcohol and any mind altering substances all right and since you guys are a fan of podcasts because obviously you're listening to this one thank you by the way uh i don't know if you've ever caught rupaul's uh podcast but it is incredible it's called the podcast RuPaul, What's the tea with Michelle Visage. And it debuted actually on April 6th of 2014 and is still broadcasting today and available for streaming too. And it really is a great show. You can get some uh, in-depth conversations with Michelle and RuPaul on that podcast. So I love listening. It's a lot of fun. All right, now RuPaul's DragCon. Have you guys heard of this? It's amazing. It's basically where all the drag queens of the world come together. It's an annual drag themed convention held both. Uh, it's been held in Los Angeles and in New York. And um, just so you know, when it comes to pronouns, uh, RuPaul is indifferent to which gender specific pronoun are used to refer to him or her or them. Uh, right? you can call me he. This is what he said, I love this. You can call me he, you can call me she, you can call me Regis and Kathy Lee. I don't care just as long as you call me. Uh, for you youngsters that don't know, Regis and Kathy Lee were the original Kelly and Ryan. Um Anyway, one thing you can always call RuPaul though is successful. RuPaul has accomplished so much in his lifetime, opening minds by being the most true Ru version of himself, giving a platform and a spotlight to countless amounts of other drag queens and is still making huge impacts in society, television, film, radio, podcasting. Um, just like an episode of Drag Race, you never know what Mama Ru is gonna do next, uh, but we know it's gonna be filled with creativeness, uniqueness nerve and talent and we can't wait to see what's next thank you rupaul for being a gay icon well just an icon in general for more information on rupaul to see links to the stories about rupaul's life including information provided by different websites and wikipedia i'll have all the links there plus you can see historical rupaul photos and more just visit out of the closet podcast.com shanta you slay It's Mystica Masala, owner of the most famous drag queen food truck and the winner of the great food truck race on Food Network. Now you can get my extremely tasty Mystica Masala spices and spice blends. The same spices we used in my award-winning dishes, featured on Food Network, even my famous tikka masala blend and my savory and spicy tandoori blend. Plus, my free recipes on the back of every package. Just log on to dragfoodtruck.com. That's dragfoodtruck.com. Enter OOTC at checkout for 15% off. And now it's time for your Gay History Lesson. Today's Gay History Lesson focuses on our gay innovators, inventors, and scientists that forever changed our lives. Now, we all know that LGBTQAI plus people are already some of the most creative humans on Earth. But we also have a lot of brainy, super cool, nerdy gays that have always been a part of our gay history and major contributors in science, space exploration, and innovation. That's right, today we are nerding out over some LGBTQAI plus persons that have made huge impacts in science, and I'm here to tell you all about them. So put on your lab coats and break out your favorite Bunsen burner and beaker. Let's experiment with some gay herstory. In fact, did you know that the father of empiricism and modern science was reportedly gay? That's right. Sir Francis Bacon. Mm, bacon. Anyway, Sir Francis Bacon has often been called the father or big daddy of modern science. So he's the daddy of modern science. His works uh, argued for the possibility of scientific knowledge based only upon inductive reasoning and careful observation of events in nature. Most importantly, he argued science could be achieved by the use of skeptical and methodical approach whereby scientists aim to avoid misleading themselves. Without the groundwork that he laid, <laughs> that he laid, many of history's most impactful science discoveries may have never occurred. So thank you to Sir Francis Bacon, our favorite meat and big daddy of modern science. Then we have rumored to be lesbian, Florence Nightingale. Now, most people will know Florence Nightingale as a nurse during the Crimean War, checking on wounded soldiers during the night, giving her the name the Lady with the Lamp. But most people don't know that she was, in addition to making nursing a respected profession, she was also an accomplished uh, statistician and creator of some of the first infographics. She's a lesbian with visuals, y'all. She was the first female elected to the Royal Statistical Society and became the first woman ever to be awarded the order of merit by the British government. Our next historical contributor is Frederick the gay. I mean, or Frederick the great. That's right. Uh, He was particularly famous for the innovative way in which he revolutionized agriculture using the humble potato. Frederick found an innovative and kind of sneaky way to convince his people of the value of the simple crop of the potato. He pretended that they couldn't have it because it was too valuable. I'm serious. He planted fields of potatoes around his Berlin residence and he had his royal guards, quote unquote, protect them as if they were gold. Okay, this made the peasants take note that these humble potatoes must actually be quite valuable. So what they didn't know is that Frederick had instructed his guards not to really protect the potatoes that well at all. Um, You know, like pretend to be asleep um, or to look the other way, basically allowing the peasants to successfully steal some of the crop and then they try to plant it in their own fields, this actually helped the spread of that vegetable. So that's why we have potatoes everywhere. Get the respect it now enjoys. But what a shady gay putting all those taters out there, all those tater lies out there. (laughs) But to this day, if you visit his grave near Berlin, you will see people often putting potatoes on his gravestone. Next, we have bisexual and black, Washington Carver, yes hunty, Carver was an American agriculture scientist. He was best known for his work in peanuts and sweet potatoes to improve soil quality in the southern United States. He was, at his time, once called the Black Leonardo. Born into slavery, Carver's former master raised him and his brother as their own children and encouraged them to pursue their intellectual advancement. He rose through the academic fields where he was researching crop rotation at the Tuskegee Institute placing particular emphasis on using nitrogen, fixing legumes, you know, little beans and stuff to improve the conditions of soil depleted by cotton usage. Now, this is where it gets really nerdy. In order to encourage the use of peanuts, he is believed to have invented and cataloged many uses of the legume, including 105 recipes and several patents for using peanuts in the production of cosmetics and stains and paints, and a lot of different products. However, it is a myth that he ever invented peanut butter that had actually been eaten by the Aztecs way back in the 15th century. So it wasn't his thing. Um, but he was believed to have been bisexual having both married a woman and had a relationship with a man later in life. Bom-chicka-pow-wow! Another lesbian pioneer was Sally Ride. Sally Ride was NASA's first female astronaut going into space in 1983 and still holding the record as the youngest American astronaut in space at only 32 years young. And did you know that even Da Vinci might have been gay? That's right. Leo kind of kept his love life private, but it's widely believed that he was a homosexual based on the accounts from those who knew him at the time, as well as court documents where it was revealed that he had been involved in a sexual encounter with several men. Ooh, scandalous. <laughs> and Alan Turing, a British mathematician and the father of the general purpose computer. However, in 1952, Turing was charged with the crime of quote unquote gross indecency after admitting to having had a homosexual relationship with another man, which was a crime at the time. And it meant that he could no longer work for the government communications headquarters. And then in exchange for not going to prison, he was forced to accept chemical castration, which left him impotent. A sad end to a brilliant mind's life because of homophobia. And of course, there are too many LGBTQAI plus inventors, innovators and scientists to even list. And some that are probably that were never out, you know, or, or safe to be out but a special shout out to all of our current out and proud brainiacs that are alive right now, currently working in labs in schools and in organizations that expand our knowledge, innovate uh, with new things to make our lives easier and better. And the ones that think outside of the box and make life fun and more hopeful. So thank you for all of those innovators, uh, inventors and scientists that are out there right now. Thank you so much to get a full list of these and many more amazing innovators, scientists, and inventors, plus to see links from articles used in this segment, please visit the Out of the Closet podcast. That's at outoftheclosetpodcast.com. And that's your gay history lesson for this week. Tune in next week for an all new lesson where we're going to discuss the infamous Limelight Nightclub in New York City. How a church was turned into an iconic gay nightclub the birth of the club kid, and tons of drugs, celebrities, and scandalous and scary stories that happened underneath the disco ball. So you won't want to miss out on next week's Gay History class, listen and learn, and the best student gets dressed like a club kid and dance to a 90s dance track. Woo! so close to this episode of the out of the closet podcast slash podcast thank you so much for listening and or watching i really appreciate your time and your support i want to thank all of our guests that joined us today thank you to our pet fostering expert and the queen mom to all of her sweet fur babies jay layhue if you want to get involved and foster a pet today maybe even adopt a pet just log on to the podcast website out of the closet I'll post links to the Dallas Pets Alive organization in North Texas, as well as a list of other no-kill shelters and foster groups around the nation, and information on how you can get in touch with Jay directly, should you have any questions about pet adopting, pet fostering, or even rescues, all right? She's going to be your go-to source for all of that. She's so amazing and very willing to help and assist you in creating a home for a pet in need for your gay-ass family to love and support. And a massive thank you to all of our amazing sponsors. They are all gay-owned and or gay-friendly sponsors. And I please encourage you to go check them all out and support them all. They all give of all of our listeners and viewers discounts. So to find a complete list of our sponsors, plus all the discounts, you can go onto our website, outoftheclosetpodcast.com. And if you're interested in advertising, you can actually email me directly at Andrew at andrewatoutoftheclosetpodcast.com. You can advertise on this show for less than a trip to the Piggly Wiggly for a tube of Astroglide, okay? And I promise I'll squeal with excitement. But let's face it, it's cheap, it's affordable, and it supports this gay-owned podcast, VODCAST. So thank you so much. For all things Out of the Closet Podcast and to see videos from today's show, you can log on to the outoftheclosetpodcast.com website. You can subscribe to our YouTube channel by searching for Out of the Closet Podcast with host Andrew Petke. That's me, tke And you can follow and like our show on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. Just search for Podcast OOTC. All right. If you have any show ideas, questions, or need advertising information, please give me a shout. Send me an email. You can hit me up on uh, social media. And if you have an idea for a charity that you'd like to see highlighted on this weekly podcast, send me a message. I'd love to hear who you think needs to be highlighted on this amazing program all right you have to join us for next week's podcast for another gay amazing time we're going to be talking about holistic health and the benefits of cbd all right there's myths out there about cbd and we're going to break through all of those we're going to tell you the truth about it and more with founder and ceo of one cbd ty burgess you will learn a ton of great information about CBD and holistic living and Ty's amazing journey to health and how he was able to get off a ton of prescriptions and found a healthier alternative. Plus we'll be talking about the ultra unique, multi-talented film director and creator of so many gay cult classics, John Waters. Waters celebrated his 75th birthday this month and I'm excited to tell you all about his life and the impact he's made on our big gay world and we'll highlight an organization called Digital Queers. That's right, a San Francisco Castro-based activist group that worked to bring gay-oriented nonprofits up to speed online through better modems, PowerMax, AOL software. Uh, You know, remember those AOL software disks? All that stuff, email tutorials. Um, So I'll teach you all about that organization and uh, where they are today. And of course, we'll have gay history, we'll have games, fabulous outfits, laughs and more all on the next episode of Out of the Closet Podcast. It's been a gay old time. Thank you so much for listening and spreading the word about this podcast. If you loved it, I'm grateful and I'm so appreciative if you tell just one friend even about this podcast. Tell Tell a squirrel friend about the Out of the Closet Podcast, all right? And don't forget to be safe, be proud, and strive to always be the most true version of yourself can I get an amen all right until next time woo! I love the Hey, it's Andrew. Do you have a business or a service that you would like to advertise on the Out of the Closet podcast? Well, if you do, I'd love for you to become a sponsor of the show. We can get your business in front of our amazing LGBTQAI plus and ally listeners who can't wait to hear all about your company. Plus, it's really super affordable. Right now, you can be included on four podcasts for just $250. Want to get started? Email me at Andrew at Out of the Closet podcast.com. Thank you.